everybody. It is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. Once again, it's Monday. It's 2 o'clock on the East Coast, 11 a.m. on the West Coast, and we are getting it in like we always do. Um, thank you to the people that continue to uh, subscribe to the show, man. Um, there's a lot of ways to get this show. You can go on iTunes. We're on iTunes uh, under the blog section. Um Encourage if you listen to us, encourage somebody else to listen to us because this is a good show. We got some some great interviews, and today is no exception. Going to be talking to a writer, producer, director, actor, Mr. Kenny Young, who's written this book called Whoopings, and that's something that we as black folk all can relate to. So I'm, I'm super duper excited about chopping it up with him today, uh, and, and we're going to talk about this book, man. It's a collection of short stories. I sat down with it last night, and, man, it's such an easy read, okay, such an easy read and so engaging. I mean, once you start a story, it's really hard to put it put it down. And you can start in the beginning, you can start in the end. Whatever you want to do, you can just start reading this book, and, and, um, and it, it's really some, some great insights on, on the game, too, the game that we're all in. So what's up with Rodney Perry? First of all, uh, thank all y'all that's been uh, traveling. We went out to uh, – Valdosta, Georgia, my man Lav Love does a show over there like once a month. Did that this past week, so thank you to Valdosta. Had a great time down there. Uh, off the chain, off the chain, uh, my second season. Uh, uh, yes, I am still the host, and we will be shooting July 24th through the 27th, July 24th through the 27th, right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Brand new look, updated stage, the whole nine. Look forward to that, the 24th through the 27th. If you want tickets, we will hook you up. Hit me up. Hit me up. Uh, my email is Rodney at RodneyPerry.com, or you can even send it to tickets at RodneyPerry.com. Tickets at RodneyPerry.com. That's the best way. Don't send it to me directly because I don't, I don't need to see all that. Anyway, so um, uh, shouts out to Hank Stewart. His event is coming uh, up and uh, my next rock comedy. If you're familiar with my live show here in Atlanta, it's called Rock Comedy. That's July 31st, right here in Atlanta. July 31st, Rock Comedy will be in full effect, and uh, and we're gonna be we're gonna be having a ball. So uh, get ready for that. And then on August 3rd, V103 Affordable Concert Series at Wolf Creek Amphitheater. And uh, next week, I got an uh, announcement for y'all. Rodney Perry is going on tour with one of the best. Acts of all time. I'm just going to tease y'all with that. Tease y'all with that. This is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We come back. We're going to talk to my man, Kenny Young. Y'all stay right there. Don't go nowhere. What did I do with my last five hours? Let's see. I was a dietitian, a housekeeper, a pediatrician. Yeah, that was a third degree boo-boo. A housekeeper, a sanitation engineer, a housekeeper... Good thing I have five-hour energy to keep me going. What will you do with your next five hours? If you're looking for the latest in comedy, news, and entertainment, the only place to go is the Humor Meal. Check out the website, humormealmag.com. Humor Meal, the only place for comedy, news, and entertainment. I see you, Frank. The party ain't over, baby. More Roddy Perry Live. We come back. You don't want to miss it.
And we back, y'all. It's your boy Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. I cannot wait to chop it up with my man today. Um, it's so much I can say about this guy. Um, my experience with him is mostly as actor to director. Uh, I, I had an opportunity to do a film called Red Rum, which I just opened the rum like last weekend. So and I didn't even know it was real rum to then, and um, I got a chance to work with him on that project, and then we did another project which uh, uh, ultimately ended up being it originally was called The Last Laugh, but it ultimately ultimately ended up being called Come On Man, which you probably have seen on DVD or Netflix, and uh, Kenny uh, directed myself and Tony Rockinet as well, and I, this dude as a director is probably the most solid cat I've had a chance to work with in terms of he really knew how to get a good performance out of us. And and I was just impressed. I was just impressed with him across the board. I, I, we did some, some, uh, some work, you know, off camera that helped us find our way on camera. And Kenny Young helped me to get there as an actor. So without any further ado, uh, writer, producer, director, actor, do with so many hats, and 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 I'm I'm also say friend, and really we'll keep it real. Kenny Young, what's up, man? Rodney Perry, my brother, my brother. Thank you for having me on the show. Man, I I got to tell you, Kenny, man. You know, I'm I I, I hate to read. Okay, I, I, and I hate to say that. <laughs> I hate to say that because my kids around, because I'll be on them about reading. So reading a lot of times is a chore for me. So. I sat down, you know, unless I'm unless I'm working. If I got a script, you know, I I, I, re, I read a script. I read five hundred page script in thirty minutes. So I, I'm sitting there with your book, story after story. I'm complete. It's a page. I'm turning pages. I'm like, I'm I'm like, what? What have you done, dude? You tell. You are such a great storyteller, and I think this wow. book Thank speaks you, to speaks to who you are as as the griot. That I know you, you know, want to be, <laughs> you know. Thank you, sir. The, Thank you. It, it, it's really, it's really impressive, man. What was the brainchild behind Whoopins? Wow, the brainchild behind Whoopins. Um, we well, you know, I work a lot as a screenwriter, man, and I just, I believe if you're a writer or a storyteller, then you have to write and you have to tell stories. So I started just to uh, kind of jot down some short stories from my own experiences, so like memoirs not even necessarily to comprise into a book, but just to kind of keep myself sharp as a writer and keep myself in tune with myself. And okay. And growing with that and, and sharing some on Facebook and people, the the best compliment I can get from this book is people say, when I can read those stories, it makes me reflect on my own stories. You know, for someone yeah. to say that. Because if you think about it, man, your life is really a collection of stories. Because most of us interpret things through stories. Like, we all love to hear stories and tell stories. And that's from being a very small child to an older person. That's often how we communicate with each other. So if you can see your own life as a collection of stories, man, it just gives you just a better understanding and a better appreciation for yourself. So from that, and then and just wanted to, I wanted to write a book. But like you were saying earlier, a lot of us don't like to read or a lot of us just don't have the mental space to sit down and commit to a 300-page novel. But I thought that a lot of people could get into maybe short stories, a few pages here, a few pages there. So the whole thing sort of evolved. That's another reason why we're so proud of it. You know, we didn't really set out necessarily to write a book. We set out just to tell tell stories that people could relate to, and it seems to be working that way. 
man, it, it's really an awesome job. Um, I probably banged through like ten different stories in a few minutes. Wow, wow! And I, I'm talking time. about. I know you're not gonna answer this, and and I know the people that's listening ain't gonna know what the hell I'm talking about. But who is the actor? <laughs> Ah, I knew you were going to ask me who actually is. Ah, brother, when I see you in person, I'll drop clues. Because I said I'll either okay. have to tell everyone or I can't tell anybody. But I'll drop okay. some clues okay. to you when I see okay. you. Absolutely. Okay. But I, I, appreciate the, I appreciate the question. <laughs> I know I know you can't tell me, but I I got to ask in case you had some sort of mental lapse. <laughs> Um, you, you, you share you share so much in this book. You share your journey as a as a writer. You share your journey as an actor. You share you know uh, a snippets into your childhood. Was there was there any difficulty in what you would share? Yeah, actually it was because um, you know when you kind of when you dig like that, you have to really reveal yourself and you have to be humble. And many of us like to see ourselves just from a positive perspective. You know, we really learn more things from our mistakes or the lessons we've learned. So, and I think that's something we all have in common. So, some of it was painful, and some of it I was, I would go back and forth about, man, am I giving up too much? But in revealing myself like that, man, it just made me, it was, it was liberating. It was like a catharsis just to be able to not hold back and just kind of share of yourself. And that makes it safe for other people to share for themselves. And when if we're all sharing our stories with each other we can all see that we are much more similar than we are different as a people, all of us, have more, much more in common than we do differences. So going on that concept, it was difficult because everybody wants to kind of keep their skeletons and keep their dirty laundry in the closet. But once you let it out and you become transparent, it actually makes you a happier person. It makes you a freer person and a more open person. Wow, well said. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Kenny Young. The name of the book is Whoopin', a collection of short Whoopin'. stories. Uh, I, 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 just, I I never knew how to spell whoopin's till today. Well, you know what, brother? I don't even know if that's the correct spelling. I think that's one of those <laughs> words you just, you can spell it any way you want, but the ass will right. be something. Everybody <laughs> know what it means. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you you got you got so many great stories in man. You 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 talk about your dad. Um and and what I, what I took away from it too is one you come from a two parent home. Yeah. My mom had one 45 years hanging in there. That's that's amazing. Of course in this day and age that's like you know, that's like, you know, I mean, I that's like walking across water, you know, a couple <laughs> together. You know. Yeah, very that proud. many years. Very proud. What are some of the lessons you learned from your dad? Wow. Well, you know, I think every son kind of gauges how to be a man by watching his father. You know, that's like your first lesson. That's your first lesson in manhood, just kind of watching my dad. And, you know, my dad made mistakes when, you know, we were growing up. And I remember him never being afraid to come and apologize or admit a mistake. And that always went really far with me. And just... um having something to believe in, supporting yourself, supporting people you love, and standing up for yourself. I mean, there's so many lessons I learned from my dad, my parents in general, and just family, you know. But uh, I think it's very important, especially in this day and age, that kids, especially boys, or I pick that back, both boys and girls, really need the father in their life because they just give you an understanding of life or a perspective that you probably wouldn't get just on your own. 
So I'm very thankful for that. I think a big reason of being the man I am today, I attribute that to my parents and the teachings and the whoopers. And the whoopers. <laughs> hey, who, who is your intended audience on this on this book, man? Because, I mean, I, I can see everybody getting something out of it. Thank you, Ryan. You just summed that up, man. I, I, I wanted it to be, and that's what we were doing, you know, for marketing purposes, like, okay, who's the target audience and things like that. But I, it's really hard to put it into, you know, to a pigeonhole like that because I want it to be, I mean, anyone, anyone that's had a, a life, anyone that's had life experiences and stories. And that's the biggest thing. It's like when you read this book and you read those stories, the whole idea is for you to reflect on your own story. So I don't want to limit it. I'd like to think, I mean, since the book has been out, I've had very old, older white women come up and say they dug it and they could relate to it. And I've had young teenagers on the street, a couple that have read that, and they come up and tell me how it's moved them and they can relate to it. So I don't really want to put perimeters on who it's targeted for. Anyone that has the mental space to sit down and just read a few stories and reflect on their own life experiences, I, I wrote the book for them. Man, awesome, man. This is Roddy Perry. We're talking to Kenny Young. Now, Kenny, you, you wear so many hats, man. Um, what is your passion? I mean, because you're an actor, you're a writer, you produce, you direct. What if you If you had to do one thing, which thing would that be? That's a very good question, Rod. It's a very good question. Honestly, brother, I consider myself more a storyteller than anything. And mm-hmm. uh, an actor is a storyteller. A director is a storyteller. A writer is a storyteller. I think it's, it's different mediums, but it's all storytelling. So I consider myself more than a writer, more than a director, more than an actor. I consider myself a storyteller, which allows allows me access to all of them. You know what? That's the best way to not answer my question I've ever heard in my life. This in, that was incredible. <laughs> hey, that's the truth, man. That's the truth. I feel you. Hey, uh, his name is Kenny Young, and he is definitely a storyteller. His website is Kenny Young Storyteller, and I don't know if you realize this, but little things people do affect you, right? So I can remember. Like one of the first times I got your email address, right? Your email, you have the word griot, right? Yeah, well, that was an older one. Yeah, griot. An older email. And to me, that speaks, you know, a person's email address, because it's so personal a lot of times, that that speaks to who that person is. And griot is, is, you know, in in certain African dialects means storyteller, am I right? Correct. So so now, fast forward many years later, I'm doing a gig, you know, in Denver, and a dude comes to me, he's like, yo, Rod, I want to work with you, hit me up. This nigga email was janky promoter. <laughs> well, you know how he get down. <laughs> I, no, if I work with him and he do me wrong, it's my fault. <laughs> it's your fault. He it's gave fault. you a warning. He told me I'm a janky promoter. <laughs> I love Man, it. That's a great story I tell you right what. there. I tell you what, Kenny. We, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a break. When I come back, okay. I want to talk about One Week because One Week is is an amazing film, and you speak to it in the book. But uh, we, 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 I just want to I just want to cover that. I just want to make sure we give that okay. adequate time on the show today. Hey y'all, y'all hang on. We come back. We're talking about the uh, toast of the ABFF. That's back in the day, the Acapulco Black Film Festival. Acapulco the name Black of, Film Festival. <laughs> the 
name of the film is One Week, and one of the writers is Mr. Kenny Young. He's on with us today. Uh, we're talking about the book Whoopins. Y'all stay right there. We'll be right back. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. Every morning is the same. We say hi to Mrs. Williams. We let everybody and their mama merge. And the one bright spot? McDonald's, where we get one of those sweet and creamy iced coffees. Enjoy. Thank you. Caramel. Every day. Hazelnut? McCafe iced coffee. Vanilla, hazelnut, or caramel. The choice is yours. Tomorrow, we're going for a frappe. Who are you? The simple joy of surprising yourself. Rodney Perry, the name of the show is Rodney Perry Live, and you can give us a call and let us know what you think, direct feedback, direct con- this is my number, give me a call, 404-941-6456, 404-941-6456, shoot me a text, say what you want to say, let Rodney Perry know, you never know, I might take your comment and put it on the air, that's the type of brother you're dealing with, give us a call, 404-941-6456. The Rodney Perry Hotline. Hey, y'all. Stay right there. We come back. More Rodney Perry Live. Hey, y'all. We are back live and direct. We talked with Mr. Kenny Young today. Now, Kenny, you know, you can't, you can't, I can't talk to Kenny Young, the storyteller, without uh, talking about one of one of the great stories that you put together, uh, you uh, with a, a mutual friend of ours, and I don't even know if you know the back my background with your writing partner, your friend, Mister Carl Seaton. Carl Seaton, like the Little League days. We played Little League baseball <laughs> in, in Roseland Little League. Roseland, oh my God, Roseland Little League, and. And uh, it was a trip to, for all of us to kind of reconnect. Uh, so I tell you what, listen to this. Just listen to this. All right, now, you can't talk to Kenny Young without talking to a guy that, that, that he and I have a unique history. We go back to Roseland Little League. <laughs> Mr. Pippen. Uh, great group of guys, Ronald Jefferson, uh, John Smith. <laughs> you know, we, we go back. We go back so many years, man. And our, our neighborhood was really kind of unique because um, we got you know Brandon Cole, who became a comedian, who was right around the corner from us. Uh, myself, you became a filmmaker. His name is Carl Seaton. Um, we, we've been talking about. This guy Kenny Young, man. First of all, how did y'all hook up together as 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 filmmakers, writers, producers, directors, the whole nine? Uh, well, first we we met through our fraternity, man. We both members of Kappa Alpha Psi, yo to the noobs. And uh, it's funny because uh, you know we met through the frat, but you know we were always kind of the weirder ones because he was an actor, I was in the film, so we were always on that artistic kind of path, which is not necessarily the norm in Chicago. So we were kind of the, considered the ones who were kind of doing a different thing, you know what I'm saying? So we kind of vibed in that regard. We had very similar uh, agendas, man. We wanted to make films. We wanted to get in entertainment. We wanted, we wanted to make movies and, and create. And, uh, you know, being like-minded, and we both had the passion and the drive. And, and, and then Phil James came along, who's also my frat brother, 
who uh, we also met through the fraternity, and he, he had the same type of drive and passion and will, and, and that's how it, it just kind of it, it, it developed from there, man. First we were like, okay, let's make films. But before we make films, let's write. So we started to write. We actually learned how to write. And it's funny, man, it's like we had a writer's lab in Ken's mom's basement, but we were being there for hours, and we're talking hours. You know how they talk about the outliers, you know, you need 10000 hours to pass or something. We put in well over 10000 hours in Ken's mom's basement, dude. We just going at it. Wow. Just passion out screenplays and, and developing storylines and character arcs and things of that nature, man. Just trying to get to a point where we were ready to even shoot something. So it goes back years, man. It goes back years. You, you know, I think what, the most important thing you said is y'all learned how to do it because I think a lot of times us as people of color that's so gifted, a lot of times we just willy-nilly our way into stuff without really learning how to really do it. Um, it was dope that y'all had the mind to do that. Uh, Kenny's got a book called Whoopings. Uh, Whoopings is a collection of short stories, and one of those stories is about a project y'all worked on together the name of the project is One Week, which is really was y'all introduction into the business. Give me a brief overview. You know, I don't get too far, but give me give me a brief overview of what y'all journey was getting that project done. You know, man, it's, it's funny because knowing what I know now and, and, and realize we were so ignorant back in the day, we said we're going to make a move with X amount of dollars. And everybody we knew, with a semblance of common sense in the, in the film industry, we're like, you can't do it. Do not try. Right. You're going to fail. Don't do it. But the more they said to us, you can't do it, the more we resolved ourselves saying we can do it. We're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? We're either going to do this or we're going to die trying to do this. And, I mean, if we put a lot of time, a lot of hours, a lot of effort and manpower into pulling off, man, but... You know, once you set your mind on something and you really want it, there's not much to really stop you from getting it, honestly. That's wow, one of man. the biggest things, you know, because, like I said, in retrospect, because, like I said, because I have a, a little bit more knowledge now, I realize what, what exactly we were trying to do. I'm like, what were we thinking? You know what I'm saying? So that, that wow. ignorance was a blessing because it kept us, it kept us going. It, it really kept us motivated and focused and driven to the point where we were going to do whatever it took to get it done. And when I say whatever, you you find yourself in some really crazy places trying to make a film, man. I mean, and, and in the book, Whooping, he really touches on the, the major points that got us to, you know, not just to make the film, but what happened after the film got made, got it to distribution, yeah. and got it in the theater. So it's a really long story. Everybody thinks it's all about making a movie. They don't realize yeah. making a movie is only like 20% of the journey. The real That's journey the starts once the movie's done. Wow. Man, it, it, it's such a really great story. The book is a great read. Um, you you got unique knowledge of, of, of Kenny Young. I, I've had a chance to, to work with him on set. Uh, I had a chance to you know, work with Kenny Young, the director. I've had a chance to work with Kenny Young, the the uh, the, uh, the actor. But you worked with Kenny Young, the writer. You guys spent all these hours together. Who is Kenny Young? Man, it's like this, dude. This is how I compare us as writers. If you if, you know when they, when somebody's flying a kite, there's always got to be somebody on the ground that allows the kite to go as high as it can possibly go, right? Mm-hmm. Ken is that kite. He doesn't have limitations. He he'll have a vision that goes way out there, 
You know what I'm saying? Just go and just go and just go. And I was like that guy on the ground with my front, my feet firmly planted, like, okay, let me reel you back in, or let you go higher or lower. But Ken was the kite. I was guy on the ground holding the kite. That's how we work. Wow, I love it, man. Hey, hey, I won't hold you. I know you got to go take care of some business, man. Hey, his name is Carl Seaton. Look for big things from him coming in the future as well. We got to have you on the show so we can really chop it up and talk about all the old times, man. Oh, real quick, man, I got a short film coming out on iTunes really soon called Kareem. Actually, Kenny Young is funny as well. Uh, it, it, deals, it touches on the issue of violence going on in Chicago. It's a 12-minute oh, short. Wow. It's a silent film, really powerful, man. I've won several awards at one in San Francisco, one out here in L.A., in New York, so it's picked up some awards. I got it picked up for distribution, so it's going to be dropping on iTunes probably in the next month. So look for it. It's called Kareem. Kareem, and, yes. and let, let me, is there is there a website or Twitter attached to it? It's it, well, you know what? No, it's uh, it's, it's screening on Shorts TV right now. But uh, the biggest thing is that it'll be dropping on iTunes. That's the biggest thing. My man, how how do my, how do people get in touch with you, man? You got a Facebook, Twitter, or something like that? Yeah, man, you can follow me on Twitter at C Tone, C E E T O N E, at C Tone, and then my name is C Tone, C E E space T O N E on Facebook. Done deal, man. Mr. Carl, Su- Carl Seaton, we go back many moves. Thank you for coming on, man. We go back on, man. many, many moves, man. Y'all pick up that book, Whoopers, man. Y'all support Rodney Terry, man. It's a very talented, funny brother, man. For real. Absolutely. Oh, hey, thanks a lot, bro. Right on, C Tone. Yo, yo. Hey y'all, we we back. Carl Seaton uh, called in. Um, you guys sat down and put together this project one week, which really was longer than one week. It was it was two weeks. Yeah, initially, I mean, that's another thing that kind of propelled us, man. It's like initially we we wrote it strictly as a comedy, and for people that don't know, it deals with HIV. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, initially, the, the initial story was supposed to be a guy who, you know, he's been with a lot of women, and he had to take a test for, uh, take an HIV test just to get insurance. And he's like, man, well, uh, he starts reflecting on all these women he's been with. So we wrote it strictly from a comedic perspective. So after we mm-hmm. wrote the first draft and we read it, we really realized that we were doing a disservice because it was such wow. a serious subject matter, and we were we were, like, playing around with it. So we went out, we went to some HIV clinics, and we started to really do our research, and it really scared the hell out of us, man. I mean, it really scared us, and we realized we had to do something a lot more significant. If you have an opportunity to tell a story, you want to make it worthwhile and something that can move people and inspire people. So then we kind of rewrote, like anybody that writes, writing is rewriting. Writing is okay. rewriting. Your first draft is never is never enough. It's just the first draft. So we, we kept writing and rewriting and rewriting, and then, it came up, then we came to the story about a man who's getting married in one week, finds out he might have contracted HIV from a prior flame. He therefore had to take the test and wait one week for the results. And we added a lot more drama and a lot more serious subject matter to it. So, And I think because of that, and I think because it had a message and because it was something people could get behind and it was something that was relevant and it's unfortunately still relevant regarding HIV, especially in the black community, I think that's yeah. another thing that kind of propelled us. Because a, a lot of people got behind it because it wasn't just a film for entertainment. It was something that people could get behind. We had a meaning and a message and tried to educate a little. So we've always been very proud. And it, and it did so much more than we anticipated, Ron, I'm telling you. We just wanted to make this. We said if, if one person sees this movie and likes it, we're happy. We didn't expect anyone beyond that to really get into it. So we were blessed. Everything after that was just a blessing. Uh, what have you learned 
from from then to now, I mean, talking to Carl, he spoke to the fact that, man, if we had knew what we was getting into, he told me this when we talked. He said, Rod, if we knew, we probably would have stopped making this movie and went and robbed the Harold's Chicken. Because <laughs> it would have been a whole lot easier. I might still do that. But, yeah, that's, uh, no, that's real. That's real. That's, but you know what? And, and Carl and I talk about this a lot, man. And Phil, we cannot forget about Phil, my partner, James Young Entertainment, yeah. Phil James. We talk about this all the time. We say a lot of times once you become educated in something, you kind of lose that thing. It, you need that fearlessness. It's like when you're a kid. When you're a kid, you think you can do anything. You think you can rule the world. But as you get older and you start to experience, you know, disappointments and setbacks and failures, you start to you start to believe in yourself a little less and a little less. You start to expect things to go wrong and that monkey wrench to come from somewhere. Wow. And when you don't have that, when you're coming from a sense of, man, I'm just enthusiastic. All I have is passion. You often can go a lot further. So I would say I try to get back at what have I, what have I learned. I've learned to try to go back to that same person that believed that everything was possible and try to unlearn the lessons that people tried to scare me with. Wow, wow, well said. Hey, y'all, we're talking to Kenny Young, the author of the book Whoopins. And, you know, for those of you who don't know how to spell it, you know you know how to spell it now. It's W-H-U-P-P-I-N-S. Well, you, you just put a word in the lexicon. I love it. And um, let's, let's talk about um, um, this, this story one week. Let, let's stay here for a second. And okay. because there's a a conventional wisdom in Hollywood that we don't consume movies like one week. We don't, uh, if it's not comedy or action, that we don't watch it. Did you encounter that at all? Is is that true? Oh, my God. Well, I'll say this. It's, it's kind of two sides to that. When we were shopping one week through Hollywood, we had, and this is true, this is real talk, we had an executive tell us, um, this movie's too intelligent for black people. Or And we had another one tell us, uh, I don't know this, what, what guy is going to take his date to see a movie about HIV. He's not going to get laid. That's what he said. So maybe he was true, maybe he wasn't. But on the flip side of that, also remember, we were very fortunate to get, to get picked up by another man who was a guest on your show, and I was happy to listen to that one, Jeff Friday, who uh, who created is running Film Life and the, the ABFF, ABFF yeah. Black Film Festival. He started Film Life, and he distributed one week. So we had to take it really grassroots. He didn't have the money like the big Hollywood studios. So we had to go grassroots, and we opened in like six or seven cities, and we went around and promoted there personally. And I remember vividly me, Carl, uh, Carl Phil, and myself standing outside trying to market the film, asking our people to come see it. And it was, it really was a struggle because so many people had, one, they didn't know any of the people in the movie. We were all unknowns. And then it was kind of a serious subject matter. So in some ways, you know, I hear that, and Rod, I know you hear this a lot too. In Hollywood, they say only comedy sell with black people. But then mm-hmm. we kind of validate that stereotype because when serious films come out, often we don't, we don't go see them. them. Yeah, we yeah. don't go see them. But the, wow. And I don't want to knock anybody, but some of the mindless comedies that come out, oh, it's a line around the block. But then we get mad when someone else tells us that the black dramas don't sell. But who really should be supporting them? It should be us. And, I, I mean, I'm guilty of it, too. I'm not on a soapbox. I'm guilty. I'm, I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see it. And it's so important because we all know that opening weekend, like one week, 
our opening weekends often weren't packed because we just hadn't had the money to market, but it was a word-of-mouth film. So as the okay. word got out, people wanted to see it, but by then the theaters had snatched it because it didn't hit big that opening weekend. So it's so important that we go out and support these films, not just opening weekend, but throughout the lifespan, you know, throughout the lifespan of its run, wherever it is, on Netflix or, you know, on cable, supporting these films and supporting each other. So, so I mean, you you cover the story so vividly uh, in the book Whoopings, man, and and it was it was really one of the one of the the uh, the stories that I kind of linked to because I remember I was the movie had been I had heard about this film I had heard about it y'all killed in, at, at the Acapulco Black Film Festival y'all was kind of the buzz around town around Hollywood and at that time I didn't know y'all was from Chicago. Right, and so I'm like, man, these dudes is doing it right. And so fast forward, maybe a year later, I'm in Japan. Okay, I'm in Japan on a military base. I see one week in Japan on the shelf. You saw the Japan? In Japan, (laughs) it ain't foreign though because it's on a military base. But oh, all right, go ahead. God curses. <laughs> so I, I I purchased my copy of one week on that trip, and I remember sitting in my room and watching it, and really being impressed at what y'all had achieved, you know. And thank you, and, Rod. Thank you, sir. And now to know you, to know Kenny Young, to have have auditioned for you uh, in, in one of my my really one of my breakout roles, I think, was, was in, in Red Rum. Uh, Red Rodney. Can I tell a quick Rodney Perry story? I had heard okay. Rodney Perry, but I hadn't seen him in person. And our casting director wanted to bring him in for Red Rum. And Phil and I were kind of watching it. And Rod came in. And he killed it so bad, everybody. This is the truth. He came in and brought elements to the character. We're like, you know what? Let's shut it down. Because we can't. I don't care how big a star comes in here. They won't be able to top this brother. And I've been a huge fan. You see, everything I do, I try to pull Rodney in. I've been a huge fan ever since. So not only does this man support other people, but he's a tremendous talent and a very humble, down-to-earth man, brother. And I'm very proud of you. I just want to throw that out there. So you give me a little more time on your show. But I really come on, come on, really Kitty. <laughs> come on, Kitty. For those of you who don't know, do yourself a favor. Watch Red Rub. This is a very well-written movie. Uh, it's got a great cast. Uh, at, at this point in the Kenny Young career, you understand, it wasn't no no names at this point. You know, so the name of the movie is Red Rum. Y'all take a little listen. Not bad, Brian. <laughs> Not bad at all. But I can tell by the way she walked. You ain't hitting that right. You ain't hitting that right. That's right. <laughs> By the way, I ain't gonna be able to get your money back no time soon, dog. Mr. Ron got a boot on my car. And I normally let the motherfucker just sit after that. But it's my work car, dog. So, I'm ready to hold a few more dollars, man. Get that boot off. Do me a favor, Otis. Wait right here. Dude, that is such a crazy scene. Uh, Why is it? Oh God! It's it's, it's a trip. I, I got a chance to sit across with you, sit across from you, Jill Marie Jones, and I remember being in the house, but you 
keep a sense of real on your sets. It's always feel real comfortable. What what is it in Kenny Young, the director, that allows you to to keep that vibe on the set? Well, I think a big part of that, man, is is also starting as an actor, you know, as a kid and and believing in improv and just, man, that's why I want to hire people that are great. The script is just the blueprint. I don't believe the script has to be you have to follow the script verbatim. The script is the blueprint. So you hire talented people, people that have a good sense of the story, good sense of the character, and you let them do their thing. And then we'll cut and trim what we need to, but I, I feel it's very important to give artists room to express themselves and to interpret it the way they want to interpret the piece. And like your, yourself, you brought so much to that character, Otis, that was not on the page. And I couldn't have directed that out of you. You had to bring that from your own references and experiences. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. This is Rodney Perry. Tune in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Mr. Kenny Young, uh, writer, producer, director, all of the above. The name of the book is out right now. It's called Whoopers. Where can people get the book, Kenny? Uh, you can get it through my website, which is Kenny Young. That's one Y between Kenny Young, KennyYoungStoryTeller.com. Uh, you can get it on Amazon, and it's in select bookstores, the ones that are hanging in there, staying open. So please go out and support the bookstores, too. Whoopings by Kenny Young. So so Amazon, you can get, like, the digital version. You can pull in your Kindle and all of that good stuff? Yeah, you can get Kindle. Or you can get the paperbacks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now as, as, a, as an author, which medium do you prefer pages, you know, or, or do you prefer the digital version? You know what I mean? Me personally, I still like pages. I still like a hard a hard copy. I like a paperback book where I can hold it and read it. I personally right. still like that. But you know, times are changing, and, and people like different things. You want to try to accommodate everyone. But me myself, I like to be able to chill back and read a book. Hold it in my hand. Flip the pages. Flip back and all those things. I like that. How about Got yourself? It. You know I don't give a shit. I, do you know? I, I, I barely, you know. Yeah, you just picture. Yeah, man, let me tell you something. Give me. But but I, I guess if I if I had to pick like now, I'm so connected to my iPad and my laptop. The digital version wow. is just way more convenient for me. You know. Oh, okay. And I can I can carry more than one peace with me at once you know you you know you got limited bag space i don't want to spend no extra 50 dollars because i got a book <laughs> right you're hell yeah <laughs> yeah uh that you're sense. a filmmaker you know from the from the grassroots level to you know uh to to you know now you're making damn near blockbusters um what advice would you give to the young filmmaker Be true to your vision. Be true to your vision. Have a vision. Create a vision. And and tell stories from the heart. Tell stories that you will enjoy yourself. Because no matter what story you do, whatever you do, they're going to be haters. They're going to be people that critique and tell you it won't work, can't do this. At the end of the day, you have to be, you have to be happy with the work you do. And don't get in this for the fame and the fortune. Doing it out of a need and a desire to really tell stories and just tell the best stories you can. Well, well said. One thing you said to me once, you know, because you know, I've, I've attempted to to write several times, and, and like you say, writing is rewriting. Um, you spoke to me about themes that every good film or every good project has has you know these these great themes in it. Uh, speak to that and what what that means. Well, a theme is like a universal message. Is is the universal message, and it can be more than one. 
but it's a universal message that people can take away from a film. Like you might see a film, and, it, and the theme might be always be true to your friends, or the theme might be good guys win in the end. Whatever the theme is, it's a universal message that people take away from your film. So it's not just like they sat down for two hours and didn't take any way. Some people might call it the moral of the story. Some people might call it the whole uh, purpose of the story or whatever. But I, I, I choose to refer to them as themes. And it's funny with the themes. Sometimes I'll start off with a theme, but most of the time, after I tell the story, the story tells me the theme. Okay. And that's what I love about it. Yeah, the story tells me the theme. The theme often grows out of the story. Because, you know, a lot of times you'll start in one direction. You think you're going in one direction. And that's why I get so excited about writing. The more I'm working on it and evolving it, it starts to literally take on a life of its own. And the characters and everything start to speak and everything comes together. I try to get out of the way and let the theme speak, uh, and let the, the theme reveal itself. Man, you, you were so honest in this book. You covered. The first time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, awkward. You actually, the, 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 did you change names to protect the innocent? Yes, I changed names to protect the innocent. I did. There were a couple like, you know, Carl and Phil, or I use their names. They don't care. Right. But, yeah, a lot of people I did. Or I didn't name, like the actor. I just didn't name. So, yeah, I did change right. or withhold names to protect. Absolutely. Man, but all the stories a, are true. Yeah, <laughs> such a such a great story. Uh, again, when you you're sitting down, do, is is the rewrite when you go? Okay, I can't say her name, or do you just make that choice from the jump? Um, with, with a couple of them, um, yeah, a couple. Well, it was both ways. Some of them I knew from the beginning. I said, okay, I'm going to keep this incognito as far as her name, or. Some of them, after reading it again, I said, you know what, maybe I should take the name out. Maybe I should change it or something like that. So, yeah, it, it kind of depends. It kind of depends. But it, it worked both ways. Uh, you you got a, a really full load here. Uh, it's a collection of uh, – I'm going to just read some of the titles. And you give me one word or a couple of words on what it is. Uh, whoopings. Okay. Uh, what happens when two boys try to challenge their dad? A whooping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with great power. Uh, a young boy, in his imagination, believes he's endowed with superpowers and goes out and tries to save the world. Oh, that sounds like my life. Uh, <laughs> chin checked. Chin checked. Uh, a violent occurrence left uh, left the character with prejudice, with a, a prejudice that he had to deal with. Mm. Chickens and a ghost. Uh, a very rare and very uh, frightening supernatural experience. Experience as a child with my family. Wow. Effing amazing. Uh, a hilarious uh, and crazy experience uh, I experienced with my, my producer and partner, Phil James. <laughs> Okay, uh, and that's just a few because I, I, you know, people, you got, you guys need to go out and purchase this book. It's really an easy read. Uh, I had such a good time reading it, and this is coming from a guy that, like I said, I'm not the avid reader. You know, like I got this, I got this Phil. Uh, I read Joe book before I read Phil Jackson. I got Phil Jackson in there. I, I got wow. so sick of him about ten pages in. So anyway, uh, 
this is it's, it's really it's really a good a good book, man. Uh, is is this the beginning for you? Is, should we look for like every six months? You know, should we look for Kenny Young to knock out one of these mugs for us? Yeah, yeah, I'm actually working on the next one now. I don't know if it'll be necessarily in six months, but it's coming very soon, absolutely. And uh, I want to acknowledge my project manager, Shell. I want to acknowledge, again, my partner. And, you know, we produced it through our production company, James Young Entertainment. I want to acknowledge, again, Phil James. I have to acknowledge yeah. my brother, Carl Sneedon, once again. And just, uh, you know, none of these things, and my parents, of course, none of this would be uh, possible, as you know, Rod. None of the things we do, none of the accomplishments or achievements we achieve, none of them would be possible without the love and support of the people that love and support you. So, you you know, you wow. owe it to them to always put your best foot forward. Now, can we look forward to any of the short stories and whoopings being a feature film? Because, I mean, because it, oh, wow. some of them that's got, got to feel like that. <laughs> Well, thank you, brother. Um, well, actually, we're, yeah, we're, we're in talks with some people to kind of put together like a little, uh, yeah, like a collection of short sto- uh, short films based on the short stories. So hopefully that will be coming soon. And if that happens, I'll be back on the show, brother, to tell you about it and give you a sneak preview. Man, I, I'm su- I'm super duper excited about it, man. Um, such a great book. The book is called Whoopings. Uh, what's coming down the line for you, man? I know. Um, well, well, let me let me say this before I say that. I work with Kenny Young, the director. You got stuff out of us on Come On, Man, that, you know, I, I, I to be honest, I hate the title, and I know it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> it was not me. It was but, The but Last Laugh is my movie. <laughs> the Last, the last laugh, laugh was so appropriate to me uh, because of yeah, brother, when, when, I, when I read this script, and again, I told you how I feel about reading. I sat down one sitting. I was on a plane, weeping for this main character. Okay, I mean, literally, you know, it really moved me, and I I wanted to be a part of it from the jump. Well, and hold on. Can I add something? Can I add something, Rodney? You said you wanted to be a part of it. And I don't know if you remember this. You're being humble again, but when I wrote this script, you are the only person who I had already casted. Before I'd even started writing the script, after I after working with you on Red Rum, I said I have to get him back in a bigger part, and we have to pull a dramatic performance from him. And I knew you could do it. You knew you could do it. You killed it. But I have to say, I wrote that. I wrote that part specifically for you. And you once again, you took it much further than I had ever anticipated, brother. That's why I'm I'm excited to be working with you again in the future. Well, well, and and you being humble while we're kissing each other's ass, um, <laughs> because you really got the performance out of us. And what I mean when I say that is the work we did when we sat in that back room and you took me and, and, and my wife, uh, uh, Tia Shara, um, who, who, you know, I don't know how much work she had done up to that point, but you took both of us and, and interviewed us as if we were man and wife. And I remember just being floored at, at, at how, how many layers we had given our characters after that session. And at the same time, I was like, me and my real wife need to come sit down with Kenny and get our shit together. Because <laughs> it was like therapy. Uh, how much is this therapy for you? How much is this therapy for you? Uh, wow, it's, well, you know, writing a story like that is a, is a therapeutic experience. 
within itself. Just writing a story like that is a very therapeutic experience. So a lot of it is therapy. A lot of it comes from personal pain and references and experiences. And then just, again, you know, working with the actors and, and asking or allowing them to bring their own references and experiences. So I think if if it's a true, if everyone's on the same page and we have that synergy going, it's going to be therapeutic for all of us. Because like you said, you know, once you're building the character, you have to build a life for this person. This person has a backstory. This person has dreams. This person has fears. And all of that has to come across, even if it's not said. All this comes across. All all these internal things are being processed. So that's very therapeutic. And, you know, you, when you have to reveal yourself and peel back your own layers, that's, you know, that's, some of them call them, they're called psychodramatic techniques. I pull some of those that I've learned, which have helped me as a storyteller overall, and I just try to share those with my actors when we're working on the set. And, and it's and I was very fortunate to have actors who were talented enough and open enough, and I'll say more skilled because I I believe skill is much more important than talent. Who were skilled enough and trusted me enough to allow themselves to pull those layers back. Man, man, some of the levels that that I I watched Tony hit, Tony Rock in this in this film, I I just I was I was just impressed. And and this is the thing, and I don't know if you knew this, when we when we shot this movie, Tony and I we wasn't boys, we wasn't friends. I mean, now, we was cool. On the set, it looked, man, it looked like you all were great friends, brother. It looked like you all. I was amazed that you all weren't better friends than that. You all just really took the your on-screen relationship to another level, and that was real. It changed our real-life relationship because I don't know if we respected each other mutually, you know, and, and I think after sitting there and kind of, you know, when we were waiting to shoot this or shoot that, having those conversations, I hearing his journey and him hearing mine, I think we gained a mutual respect with each other, which ultimately resonated in the characters on screen. Absolutely. And Tony was another one. And I, I have to say, that was Phil James. I'll, Tony would be mad to hear this. I didn't. I was familiar with this comedy. And, you know, in the film, he's kind of the straight man. He doesn't really go for that many jokes and stuff. So it was about, right. I mean, he's a comic, but we're not focusing on his comedy. We're focusing on him dealing with his demons. And I said, wow, well, this cat had a chops to really pull it off. And I had to say, Phil James championed Tony from the beginning. And when we brought in and I had a session with Tony, just he and I, we did some acting drills. I said, wow, okay, I'm impressed. I'm a fan. And, again, I'm a much bigger fan of Tony's after working with him, a much bigger fan. I thought he, you, and our entire cast just brought so much more to it than what was anticipated and what was on the, on the page. And that's all an actor or, or a director or a storyteller could ask for. Okay. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuning in to Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Kenny Young, writer, producer, director, uh, author. Uh, the name of the book is Whoopings. It's on the shelves right now. You can pick it up. You can go to his website. That's Kenny Young Storyteller. Don't put no E in Kenny. It's Kenny. It's where you put one E, but not two E's. Kenny Young Storyteller. Um, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. we come back. We're going to close it out. We're going to talk about the book. Uh, we're going to talk about what's coming down the pipe. We're going to get his Facebook, his Twitter. we got to get you on Twitter, man. Come on, dog. Come on, Kenny. we got to get you on Twitter. You're right. i got to get, get with it. i got to get with it. <laughs> we'll get it all. Y'all hang on. We'll be right back. This is Roddy Perry. You tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. You know what time it is. Your boy Rodney Perry is coming to a city near you. That's right, a city near you. Go to my website, www.rodneyperry.com. www.rodneyperry.com. That's right, the Black Tour is coming your way. 
and a sharp skin dog. Yeah. Force down, coach. What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. I want you to go on the field. Look for anyone with an O. Let's kill them. With kindness. Jimmy, I want you to make balloon animals. Tyler, make little tea cozy. Something fun. Are you okay? <laughs> we will win this for Mother Russia. Coach, eat a Snickers. Why is that, Chief? You get a little loopy when you're hungry. Better? Better. Now let's go work! Yeah! Go get them, guys. One, two, three, four. The Black Tour is coming through your door. The Black Tour. That's Rodney Perry's comedy tour coming to you this year. That's right. Every city we're coming to. Check it out on my website, www.rodneyperry.com. You don't want to miss it. That, that's how you know you're old, when you still say www. <laughs> I'm officially old as hell. I just realized www. Everybody knows www. The World Wide Web. Yeah, I might yeah. as well be saying, hit me up on the World Wide Web. Dot. <laughs> World Wide Web. <laughs> hit me on my pager. Hit yeah. me on my pager, homeboy. <laughs> so, uh... Hey, hey, man! It, it's been a, it's been a great conversation, man. Thank you so much for uh, uh, giving us a bit of your time. I know uh, uh, you and Mr. Phil James. I tried to reach Phil because I wanted him to call in, and uh, but uh, Phil don't answer my calls. He's he actually in route right now. Yeah, he's in right in route right now. He and his wife had a wedding. We're both. I'm in Chicago now. He and his wife had a one year an- wedding anniversary this weekend, and they're headed back now. So I was he, okay. he was excited about the show. So yeah, I was. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. That you referencing? Yeah. You got that right. You tell him. I like. I like. I like Kenny Young. I like. I like both of y'all. And and from from day one, y'all have been nothing short of uh, uh, genuine. Um, uh, we had an instance. Uh, I think it was in reference to Come On Man or something. I don't know. I, you know, they didn't have my name on some. It was some bullshit. Some light. But, some, you know. Yeah, I didn't like it either, brother. I didn't like it either. But, that's, but, yeah, but, but what was most impressive is how you handled it. And, you know, in this business, if things ain't right, producers just don't talk to you about it. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's like you know you just never get a chance to have a conversation. And I was so impressed. You call me personally, say, "Rod, this the way it is. It was nothing on us. Please, you know." And and that spoke volumes to your character. What do you want people to walk away with with this book? What do you want them to know about Kenny Young? I mean, I want them to know that Kenny Young is is just like they are. You know, we all have the same uh, experiences. We all, well, not necessarily the same experiences, but we all have very similar experiences. You know, we've all been hurt. We've all been betrayed. We've all been afraid. We've all we've all wanted something that was right out of our grasp. And it's just like you know, I, if people read this book, and this is real, when people read this book, I want them to reflect on their own life experiences because so many people are unhappy in their lives or don't even appreciate their lives. But if and this helped me tremendously when I was in a dark spot in my life, when you start to look at your life as a as a, a collection of stories and stories and lessons, it's an ongoing story and like whoopings that like the title, you know, whoopings are meant to teach you lessons and these are whoopings you get throughout life. You don't just get whoopings as a kid; you get whoopings throughout life. You get that ass handed to you, and you learn things from that. So I want people to look at that. I want people to feel empowered and excited and just appreciative of their own life's journey and know that the best stories lay ahead. The 
best stories lay ahead. Excellent. Well said. Uh, the, the name of the company is James Young Entertainment that uh, Mr. Young. Kenny Young runs with Mr. Phil James. Um, so many great things coming down the line. Uh, he's an actor. He's a writer. The name of the book is called Whoopins, and it's out right now. You can go to KennyYoungStoryteller.com, and you can get the book there, or you can go on Amazon. And his Facebook page is uh, www.facebook.com. <laughs> Google him. He got a lot I'm of on stuff Facebook going on. And coming, coming soon on Twitter. You inspired me. I got to, I got to get with the times. I need you on Twitter, man. Twitter. You know, I need to get on that. Th- this is what Twitter is. It's unprecedented access to your fans. Like even more wow. than Facebook. It's just unprecedented. Like I don't think we have a luxury nowadays not to implement social media in every way possible. You know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. So, so with that, man, I, I, I'm inspired. You've inspired me not only today, but you know, since we've been knowing each other. Um, uh, thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Oh, brother, thank you. The honor and the pleasure is all mine, Rodney. I'm proud of you. Keep shining. You inspire more people than you will ever know that you do. Keep doing your thing, brother. Be true. We love you and we're proud of you. Well, I hope so. If you've been inspired by me, send a check to RodneyPerry.com. That's www. <laughs> Worldwide Web. Worldwide Web. In the mail. My man. <laughs> My man. Kitty Young, thank you for coming on, bro. Thank you, brother. One love. My man. Hey, y'all, uh, this is Roddy Perry. You're tuned in to Roddy Perry Live. That was my man, Kenny Young. Thank you for sitting in once again. Y'all keep keep grinding. Keep going forward. If if you have a dream, you have a goal, you have some passion, take steps toward that passion. If you want to write a novel, write the first page. Write the first line. If you want to lose some weight, take the first step. Get on that treadmill. Whatever you got to do, don't let those things that's been stopping you stop you another day. My name is Rodney Perry. That's our show for today. Y'all have a good one. We are out.